Hello, friend. Joining me to narrate this season is one of my best friends, Justin Evans, from Generation Y and The Peripheral. Before we get into the case, I wanted to share a quick review that caught my eye that I thought you might enjoy. It's from Apple Podcasts and is titled Silence of the Lambs. I know it caught my attention too. Sam thinks that I sound like Buffalo Bill, which gave me a good laugh. It was a three-star review, but with that voice comparison, I thought it should have been a four-star minimum. But I forgive you, Sam. Are you close to catching somebody, you think? Sam, has the FBI learned something? The police around here don't seem to have the first clue. If you would like to leave feedback, you can do so by leaving a review, too, on Apple Podcasts. Okay, let's get into the story of Nelcropsy. But first, I must put the lotion on my skin so I can get back to podcasting again. There is a house in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Its Queen Anne-style frame sits on Riverside Avenue near the Pascotink River. It stands two stories high, with green and white siding and trim. This house, like so many, holds a dark history. Onlookers of the house claim to see a ghostly figure standing in front of a window on the second story. A young girl taken before she could truly live life. A girl who has a secret Her name is Nell Cropsey, and the town still talks about her story today, but no one truly knows what happened to Nell. The best we can do for her is to tell her story, the good, the bad, and the dark. Ella Maud Cropsey, known as Nell to her friends and family, was born in Brooklyn, New York in the summer of 1881. Her parents, William and Mary Louise Cropsey, had nine children. Sadly, some are lost early in life. We don't know much about Nell's early childhood, but what is known is that she was a happy child. Her father, William, worked as a farmer, but the land they lived on wasn't good enough to make any profit. So he worked as a tax official to increase his earnings. However, the Cropsey name was big in New York, so work in government was few and far between. But William's passion was for farming. And that's what he wanted to focus on. That's when an opportunity arose. During the spring of 1898, when Nell was just 16, her father saw an ad in the local paper about land being leased in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. After correspondence with John Fearing, William decided to become a truck farmer. William told his family during Sunday dinner, and Mary, of course, wasn't surprised even in the slightest. However, the children... They didn't take the news so well, especially Nell. She looked her father in the eyes and told him she wasn't moving, especially to North Carolina. Nell reminded her father that he made her a promise that she could attend Pratt Institute when she graduated. 
After a long argument and a punishment by a switch, Nell didn't say another word against moving to North Carolina. It was quite the change for Nell and her family. They resided next door with John Faring, who leased William the land. Once their belongings finally made it to Seven Pines, the family began to settle in. The town of Elizabeth City was beautiful. Many stated it was like living in the south of France. Farmers' markets, the smell of fresh strawberries, the sound of water from the Pascatink River, it seemed to the Crosby family that this move was a good one. Even Nell appeared happy, and it wasn't long before she had a gentleman caller, 22-year-old Jim Wilcox, son of the former high sheriff. Handsome, not of tall height, standing at five foot one inch, but Nell took a liking to him regardless. He started coming over multiple times weekly to spend time with Nell and her family. He took her out on many dates, to theaters and boat and buggy rides. For three years, the two were together, but something in Nell was changing. She began to distance herself from Jim and pick fights. She thought it was because she expected him to propose, and he hadn't yet, but no one really knew the reason. Their arguments could be heard throughout the entire house. One night, someone heard Nell yelling at him, If you're going to keep acting this way, you best stay home the rest of the season. But Jim didn't stay at home. He would still come around Seven Pines to spend time with Nell and her family. Nell still acted coldly to Jim. She even began flirting with other men. Some seemed interested, but others didn't dare to try, because after all, she was still Jim's girl. So, Nell became more devious. A young man was visiting from Canada, and Nell entertained him at Seven Pines. During one of his visits, she'd made cruel remarks to this new man in front of Jim, so Jim decided to turn the tables on her. Nell didn't like it, especially when it was someone from her own family. In October, a new face was seen at the Cropsey house, Nell's cousin from Brooklyn, Carrie. And to Nell's potential dismay, Jim turned his focus to Carrie. He took her on rides and bought her tickets to the rink during her stay, often leaving Nell at home by herself. But for all anyone knew, while they were at arms with each other, they were still together. Nell joined the Methodist Church and took up a lot of activities with others her age. Carrie often attended these activities with her, meeting new people and ensuring Jim was omitted. They had another argument that Nell was neglecting her friends and him. By early November, their fights were pretty regular, and Jim was tired of all the fighting. After Nell said horrible things to him, he picked up his hat and left. Nell wouldn't see Jim again for two weeks. Carrie knew something needed to be done, so she offered Nell a much-needed respite a trip to New York for Thanksgiving. They could leave on November 23rd on a steamship, then Nell could either come back afterward or she could stay in New York permanently. This was something that Nell considered extensively. She knew that things with her and Jim were coming to an end. While her family would still be in Seven Pines, she missed New York. She could also attend Platt Institute as she originally planned, but it was a big decision. Where if she chose to leave, Things needed to end with Jim. It was the evening on November 20th when Jim returned to Seven Pines, two weeks after his and Nell's last blowout. 
Ollie had answered the door. She smiled when she saw Jim and told him that Nell would be glad to see him. Ollie also told Jim that Roy Crawford, the man courting Ollie, was there as well, as their cousin Carrie from Brooklyn was still visiting. But Jim was about to find out something that would change everything, Nell's trip. For the most part, it was a lovely evening. They talked, laughed, and more or less enjoyed each other's company. This was until the conversation got dark. Ollie went to grab Jim a glass when he said, I won't take it. I just might poison it. That's where it began. Soon talks of suicide and how to do it became the hour's conversation. Jim soon said he'd rather drown himself. Nell crinkled her nose and said she wouldn't and would instead freeze to death. Around 11 p.m., the evening was winding down and Jim stood up to leave. He looked at Nell and asked if he could talk to her alone for a moment. Nell looked at her sister Ollie, who nodded slightly and agreed. She slowly stood up and went with Jim to the front porch. Not long after Jim and Nell went to the porch, their cousin Carrie went to bed. After 15 minutes, Ollie said goodnight to Roy and walked him out. Ollie thought that the screen door was blowing against the wall, which was weird. Nell must have left it open when she went upstairs to go to bed. Ollie shut the door and went upstairs to bed. After one, Ollie was awoken by yelling. A neighbor was outside their house telling William Cropsey to get his gun and that someone was after his pigs. Ollie was now wide awake and looked over to Nell's bed, which hadn't been slept in. Ollie jumped from her bed and down the hallway, shouting after her dad, yelling for him to not shoot because Nell and Jim could be out there. William wasn't happy to hear. What's that girl thinking, he said, out at this hour, disturbing the dogs and pigs. William would give both of them a piece of his mind. With a gun in his hand, just in case it was a thief, William left his house and began his search. But he didn't find Nell, Jim, or even a thief. Wondering if Nell had gone home, he walked inside and went upstairs to Ollie and Nell's room. When he opened the door, Nell wasn't there. His anger grew. Where was his daughter? It was almost two in the morning, and her bed hadn't even been slept in. After a 10-minute walk, William found himself at Jim Wilcox's front porch. If he wasn't there, William was determined to wait until he got back and give him a piece of his mind. He banged on the door for a moment or two before Jim's father answered the door. He told his father that Jim and Nell were out, and he was planning to stay until Jim got home. The former sheriff had a confused look on his face. Why? Jim has been home since midnight. He's fast asleep. At this, Nell's father demanded to speak to Jim, but he was turned away, stating Nell probably snuck back in when he left. He could wait and scold them both in the morning. William made his way home and searched again for Nell. His anger slowly faded, turning to fear. Nell was nowhere to be found. He rushed over to the police chief's house and banged on his door. After telling Chief Dawson that Nell was missing, he quickly got dressed and went to Seven Pines to help search for Nell. They searched the house from top to bottom and explored the land from front to back, from the summer house to the boathouse, to the neighbor's properties, back to the house. It was after 2 a.m., and both William and Chief Dawson went back to Jim's house, banging on the door once more. 
This time, the police chief demanded to speak to him. His father didn't turn them away this time. They allowed them into the house and made their way into Jim's room. They shook him out, asking him where Nell was. Jim, half asleep, said she had to be home, that he left her alone on the porch at 11.15 to come back home. Jim was wide awake now, sitting up in his bed. Chief Dawson asked him what his movements were. Jim said that he left the house around 8 p.m. He had a picture of Nell and her umbrella that he had kept as a keepsake for the last two years. He planned to give them to her and break things off, that he'd never see her again. But when he got to Seven Pines, Ollie answered the door and told him to come in for a conversation. He continued to say that at 11 p.m., he stood up to leave and asked Nell to talk with him on the porch. He gave her the umbrella and picture and broke things off with Nell. She began to cry, and after 10 minutes, Jim finally told her that she had to go. She yelled at him, and he left the porch. He told them he was upset and walked around for about half an hour before heading to Barnes Bar to drink with someone. After that, he came home and went to sleep. The three men, William Cropsey, Chief Dawson, and Jim Wilcox, traveled back to Seven Pines, where Jim told Nell's mother his account again. She didn't believe him. She cried and accused him of hiding her away somewhere. But where is Nell Cropsey? Cropsey. 